June's Journey is a fascinating hidden object mystery gaming app where you'll play as June Parker, tasked with a daunting obligation, solve your sister's murder. Set in the 1920s, the era of glitz and glam, this family mystery is one for the ages. Everyone's a suspect until your investigation determines otherwise. The clues are all around you, hidden within tricky twists and turns. You'll collect detailed information about each character in your photo album where you'll comb over every detail. You can even join a detective's club to chat and play with others or against them in the detective's league. With hundreds of puzzles to solve, you should probably get started today. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the CBS Eye on Money podcast. It is Tuesday, October 4th. Mark, October pretty serious that like we are there we are in the last quarter of the year are you feeling upbeat about the last quarter of the year oh i love it october november december my three favorite months of the year by far are you worried that we are going to have some sort of october crash another leg down uh if i was approaching retirement i would be concerned but i'm far from it so no i'm not worried at all oh i meant to read this to you by the way because friend of the pod Terry sent me an email yesterday. You're going to love this. Friend of the pod. First thing she writes is, Jill, is it possible my 401k could be exactly where it is now, even two to four years from now? I write back, highly unlikely. Then she sends me, blows me a kiss. Then on Monday after the close, uh, she says, people who plan to retire in the next couple of years must be pretty worried, which obviously she may count herself in that group. I said, yep, hence my advice, keep working. She says, I can't believe some of your callers talk about retiring at 50. That ain't gonna work. <laughs> you know her. So I said, I know even 60 freaks me out. Sounds like maybe she's been uh, kicking the idea of retirement around and now maybe second guessing things. I don't know. I always say that if you're enjoying yourself and you can keep working, it's best to keep working. Another friend of the show who is in um, our D.C. bureau was asking me, I think it was um, in the spring, about retirement. And I said, don't think about retirement till after the next recession, because retirement is sort of one of those things like graduation from college, that timing can actually impact you in a bad way. So if you can not retire into a recession, it is better. Now, if you've got a big pension and you don't have to worry about it, so great, fine, no biggie. But I think for most of us, it is preferable to try to go out on a high, if you know what I mean, as in like the high of an economic cycle, or at least a you know, at least in a growth part of the cycle. All right, today, Mark, we have someone who appeared on the program in the early days of the podcast in September of 2017, coming back on the air five years later. It is James, who's on the line from outside of Philadelphia. Hello, James. How are you? Have you been for the last five years? 
Uh, very good. I've, I took your advice to heart when you gave it to me in September of 2017. And uh, what I tell you to do? We were right about to buy a house. You gave me a budget to buy the house. I went over the budget, but it worked out. So it's OK. Um, and uh, just kind of keep doing what I was doing and kind of really uh, gave me a good uh, just a good pep talk for the next couple of years. And since then, I did the numbers. And since I talked to you last, yeah, uh, my net worth has increased uh, by eight hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> so how much? Eight hundred thousand. Holy smokes. Uh, where's our cut? Really? Exactly. <laughs> um, our cut is feeling so happy for you. So, James, how old are you now? I am 41. Uh, my wife is 39. And you have kids? Two kids. One is eight. One is four. What was the price of the house that you purchased? Uh, 520,000. What do you think it's worth now? Just out of curiosity. Probably 650-ish. Is there a mortgage that's outstanding on that? Yes. Uh, I refied a couple times. It's down to uh, about 390 at uh, 2.875. Wow. So do you guys both work? Do one of you stay home with the kids? What's happening? So that actually, when we spoke to you last, that was my wife's, uh, essentially, she was going to go on maternity leave in 2018, and she has been out of work since then. Uh, but my son will be going to uh, kindergarten starting next year, so she's going to probably go back to work. But she's been essentially out of outside the home workforce for about four years. Wow. How's that been? Pretty good. She's great with the kids like that. The, um, she's great teaching them and, and, and helping them. It's been a especially during the pandemic, having her while I was out uh, and working um, made things so much easier uh, mm-hmm. just to be able to have a, a, a parent at home just kind of taking care of all of that. That's awesome. OK, so how about you? How much are you earning right now? Uh, right now, uh, base is 215. And I would say my bonus works out to be about 30 to 35 a year. Would you say you can, do you count on that bonus? It's been pretty, yeah, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. Okay. We, I get paid uh, 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 quarterly on that. I, I, I'm pretty sure I can count on it. I'm, okay. I got a, a, this job about a year ago and it was a, it was a decent step up in my salary. Uh, and I think the job that I work for is, is a startup and I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident in my salary for at least the next year or two years. But then after that, I might have to take a step back and by a step back, I mean, going from like maybe. 250 with, you know, salary and bonus to mm. closer to 200. Okay. Well, right now on that 250, are you making contributions to a retirement plan through work? Yes. I maxed out uh, the full 20 and a half. How's the cash flow after you do that? Very good. Our expenses are, <laughs> it's funny because I, I still think of our expenses as fairly high because uh, on an annualized basis, we're probably right about 90,000. But ninety thousand on our after-tax income is still leaves us with probably about eighty or ninety thousand dollars at the end of the year. Wow! How much have you saved in your retirement? Let's do that first. Uh, so total is right now um, about seven hundred and forty thousand. Um, it's and it's a mix: five hundred in uh, tax deferred and about two hundred and twenty-three in uh, Roth. Okay, great. And right now when you're making your contributions, is that going into a Roth or are you splitting? Okay, so that the contribution is all Roth. Great. Uh, How about for the kiddos? Do we have some money saved for their 
education future? yeah so i ha- yeah i have a 529 uh for each of them combined it's mm. about 62 it's probably a little bit less now but mm-hmm. uh yeah that we're say- i i'm i contribute i think 400 dollars a month to- for each of them um and thinking of increasing that a little bit so where else is the other money going to because that 80 or 90 grand i mean i know it wasn't always that but do you have a brokerage account as well yeah, so we I just started a brokerage account just to start kind of funneling some of that stuff in there. Um, we have some sinking funds for costs that I know are coming up. Um, just kind of, you know, we, we know we're going to have to get a minivan at some point uh, and prices of minivans. If you Is that get because one. if you live in the suburbs of Philadelphia, you have to have a minivan? Just between the two kids, they have so much stuff mm-hmm. and they're into, they, you know, they're starting uh, sports like uh, lacrosse and soccer and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And it just, they just have so much stuff. <laughs> so how much money is in that fund of like money that's going to be spent right now? Uh, 105. Okay. And the brokerage account is how much? Um, about 30. An emergency reserve fund that's apart from the sinking funds or was that part of the sinking? No, funds? it's, it's, I have a, a separate account just for that. And that's a uh, 72. Okay, that's great. This is all good news. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash Wondery. That's greenlight.com slash Wondery. Sound the gifting panic alarm. We've all been there. You need to find the perfect gift. You have absolutely zero ideas and you don't know where to start. Relax. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode takes the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. Just answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like, and Gift Mode gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. Imagine pages of artisan espresso mugs for the coffee connoisseur in your life. Or for the pickleballer, customized paddle covers in every shade imaginable. Etsy's got you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Anything else I should include on the balance sheet? No, that that's that's about it. I mean, okay. I, the thing is, like, I I, <laughs> I have tended to oversave for stuff, um, and I'm kind of running out of things to save for. So all of the money now is just kind of coming through as cash flow. Obviously, we're going to keep putting stuff away, and that's kind of my question in terms of, you know, have this extra money that's coming in. Do I just keep plowing into savings, or you know, when can I let off the gas a little bit? Well, you tell me, what do you want to do? Do you want to keep working? Do you have a pension? Is there some idea that like, I'm going to move from this startup and then go to academia and like chill out for 30 years or, you know, tell me what you guys want to do. And also when your wife starts working again, what will that bring to the table in terms of income? Yeah. So uh, I'll, I'll answer your first, your last question first, which is, I think that when she goes back in the work. One of the one of the great things that and I've had this conversation with her is that, you know, she could do whatever she wants. Right. Like we don't need the money. So anything that she wants. But my my expectation is probably going to be somewhere in the 50 to 60 thousand dollar range. So now let's talk about what you really want to do. You're young, right? You're 40, 41, you said. Let's pretend that, you know, you're not making 250. As you said, maybe in a couple of years, it's more like 200. How long do you think you can sustain that for? And this is, I guess, the crux of my question. It's a two-part question. It's just, 
I just kind of want to know that I'm on track. Like if I keep sustaining that forever, right? Like I've, I've always worked um, as a first generation uh, immigrant, my parents and my family, like we don't have that kind of savings built up. So it's kind of like a savings mentality. And I want to help the rest of my family. I have uh, two sisters, but in, in real, in reality, it is my nieces and nephews that I want to help, you know, as they're growing up to kind of help with them. And then also put my kids on a, on a stronger footing. So I don't actually think that I'm ever going to, retire retire okay. i don't i don't have that as a view for later but what i do want is, or what i want to get to is is a is a point in life where i can uh, as you termed it fine right <laughs> a financially independent like next endeavor and mm-hmm. at, at, at what point can i start you know maybe dabbling in something that's not 200,000 maybe it's a little bit less maybe i can go to a smaller company work you know yeah. build up equity in that company or something along those lines Tell me about life insurance and estate documents. Do you have life insurance? Yes. I. After our last call, we upped our uh, life insurance. I'm up to $2 million on myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we got life insurance for my uh, wife as well, a million dollars for her. The estate documents we do have, but they're not great. We got we did like an online version. So we have okay. something to cover. In the next couple of months, there's a local lawyer that we're meeting with to get a little bit more personalized in terms of estate documents. As long as you have something... I mean, I think it's great to get a lawyer and, you know, I'm a big believer in that. But as long as you have something at least to hold you over, that's fine with me. Now, Mark, would you like to give the pronouncement on James and his wife's condition? Because, by the way, his subject um, in his email was nervous at 41. So what do you think? I don't think there's anything to be nervous about, uh, but I get it. That first generation mentality, I'm familiar with it. Yeah, they're doing a great job, especially on just one income alone. You're still you're saving this much money and you still have that much money left over. And now your wife's going to be going back into the workforce. I mean, you guys are <laughs> you are on track to give yourself plenty of options down the line. And I'm, I'm also thinking that, you know, if you want to do something, you have extra cash flow. Mark, where do you think that money should be directed? Should it go into those 529 accounts? Should he just up those a bit? Or a combination of that and then just, you know, supercharging the brokerage account. Talk to us a little bit about those nieces and nephews that you'd like to help out. Do you want to try? I mean, I guess one way to do it would be, um, depending on their age, you could open or have your the parents open a 529 account for those kids and you could pop some money in there if you have an extra good, juicy bonus season. Maybe you'd put a couple grand in there. I mean, is that something you think that they are uh, interested in? Yes and no. Like they're, they're very proud, so I'm not. I'm not sure how that would go. Mm. Um, I, that that sounds like a great idea, and I think something along those lines or, or would be would be a good idea. Maybe even an atma or something along those lines, where I don't doesn't need to be 100 percent for education, but. Definitely saving along those lines. I haven't I didn't really think about the long, you know, the implications of that. But that 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 makes sense. And what about family like up a generation? Your first year have the immigrant mentality. Are your parents or your wife's parents still alive? And if so, do they need any assistance? Yeah, bo- both sets of parents are, are alive. My parents will not really need assistance. They, uh, they, they're, they're doing well. My wife's parents, I already kind of support them, but it's, it's not a, a large amount at this point. It's about five grand a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do expect probably some of that to increase as we, you know what, in that go. case, I, I agree with Mark that if we were to isolate how much extra you have on a monthly basis, you can split it between your own kids, 529 plans and your brokerage accounts. And 
out of that brokerage. You can help your wife's parents. You can help your nieces and nephews if necessary. Maybe it's not even worth it to set up their own, the 529 plans dedicated to those other kids. I think that's kind of it for you guys. I think you're in very good shape. You're nervous because why? What Give us that explanation. I think it's just the mentality, right? Like when you grow up poor yeah. and, uh, and you, you know, you come to this country and there's, there's a lot of things that you have to deal with. It's just, there's always that, I think, general nervousness. I think I, I have never gotten away from that. I, I've tried, right? But at the same time, there's always that, but also trying to build something for the future because it, just as an immigrant, like you're, you're, your roots in the country seem tenuous, at least for my, my kids don't have that view, right? Like, because mm-hmm. they're, they're Americans through and through. Yeah, they're spoiled American brats, <laughs> of course. Also, we live well within our means, so that, yeah. that helps. Yeah. But yeah, it is very different because my kids have never, you know, especially my son who is four, if he wants something, he will ask and his dad will get it for him, right? Right. Like, it's just, well, I, you what know, about I, your parents with them? Is it weird for your parents to see like the abundance that your children enjoy? Oh no, they give them stuff like <laughs> Oh my god, it's the other way. They 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 corrected. More than that though, I have been lucky in that my parents have been very and and my wife's parents are just they, what they give them is not so much material stuff, although they give them $100 every time they see them. Um, it is here's how we garden, here's how we do these things, Aww. like really interesting stuff. That's so nice. I love that. If you like James are feeling a little nervous and obviously Given the volatility in markets, it is understandable that you're feeling jittery. And if you are a little bit anxious about that, Mark and I can help you out. All you need to do is go to jillonmoney.com. In the upper right-hand corner, there's a contact us button and you should click that button and then you will fill out the form. If you want to come on the air, check the box. There's also a box next to the contact us box, which says poll. Please take our poll. There are exactly two questions. It's really not that big a deal. Okay. Leave us a rating on, and review on Apple. That helps as well. For our uh, Jewish listeners in the community, it is the air of the day of the Evening of this evening will begin Yom Kippur, which is the holiest day in the Jewish calendar. If you are going to fast, I hope you have an easy fast. Uh, Mark, it's one of the few things that I do. I always fast on Yom Kippur. I don't know why. It's just habit. So um, this is a good time to reflect on what's really important to you if you are doing that. And if you are not Jewish, it's always good to reflect on what's really important to you. So do that, okay? And also, while you're at it, do something nice for someone else today. It will make that person feel good, and I know it will make you feel good. Mark Talaresio is the co-host and executive producer. We are distributed by Paramount Global. We drop our episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Try to lift someone up today. Curiosity, compassion, community. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you on Thursday. The Hargan women seemed to have it all. We were blessed. My mom was amazing. But detectives would soon discover... Inside the house, there were the bodies of two women. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. I am just praying to God, this is a sick joke. From 48 Hours, this is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings early and ad-free on the 48 Hours Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. Hey everybody, John Stewart here. I am here to tell you about my new podcast, The Weekly Show, coming out every Thursday. We're going to be talking about the uh, election, earnings calls 
What are they talking about on these earnings calls? We're going to be talking about ingredient to bread ratio on sandwiches. I know you have a lot of options as far as podcasts go, but how many of them come out on Thursday? Listen to The Weekly Show with Jon Stewart wherever you get your podcasts. Here's a question always on the go. Yeah, you are. Now you can take CBS Mornings with you and we want to go. Wake up to your daily dose of news and interviews with today's leading figures in politics, business and entertainment in the CBS Mornings On The Go podcast. Available every weekday wherever you get your podcasts.